July 11th, 2021, and you are listening to Sam Walking in the World. Episode, I think it's three of the new season. Uh, Man, it's been a while since I've talked to you. I was just sitting in my chair, leaning my head all the way back, looking at the ceiling, thinking about things that I have to do coming up. And I noticed the date, and that's what reminded me of things that are coming up. But for now, for me, it is summer. Summer vacation. Um, Another teacher friend of mine calls it island time. Because my kids are older, I don't really even have them in the mix. But even for normal teachers who don't, who do have children, it is a glorious time. I myself, in the past, have had trouble with these kind of times because my mind always either feels uh, overwhelmed or I'm bored. I don't know if you can relate to that. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. I noticed this. Um, now that it, it's summer, I noticed that since I'm driving at all different times of the day, I realize how many old people there are on the road during weekdays. And I and I'm sometimes I'm not sure if they're old people. Sometimes they're just teenagers on their phone. It's funny how teenagers on their phone and really old people kind of act the same behind the wheel. From the view of the other drivers. But, and I don't mean like old, like, you know, what age you are. I mean like old, like um, if you have to go 22 miles an hour in order for yourself to feel safe, that you can handle it, um, you're probably old. I bet there aren't really even any of you in my audience. And if you are, you probably can't hear me anyway. But seriously, uh, happy 4th of July. I never got to say that. Uh, I like the 4th of July. Um, I don't know if I even got into what I was saying before about how when I get bored sometimes in my mind. I think I did. See, see what happens in my mind? But I love the 4th of July more each year. Um, I know we're in a political time where almost every image is divisive or supposedly divisive. I'm not sure. But for me, the American flag is never going to be. Because when I look at the American flag, I don't look at the particular administration in power. And I don't look necessarily at an ideology. I look primarily at what the Constitution means I can live like. That was an awful sentence. But constitutionally protected. And so I, I would hope that at its core, all of us would be able to agree that that's important. Our Constitution. And, and if it's not, then you go through the constitutional process of changing it. That's what's so great about it. Anyway, I, I went off on the tangent there. Um, I want to get rid of a couple s- stupid things first before I get to larger stuff. I have a little bit about COVID. Um, I'm going to talk about initial energy. Since I was talking about boredom, I think I might have mentioned it before in a podcast, but it's this thing called initial energy. And it's the amount of energy you need to get started at whatever it is you're going to do or you feel like you have to do. And once you get, some people call it over the hump, the initial energy is required to get over the hump. And then once you do, you realize how much you either like the thing you're doing or how important it is that you do it right or whatever it is, it takes your mind off of all that. But you can sit there paralyzed. I know I do. And so I'm going to talk about initial energy. And then in larger things, um, I haven't done this in a while, but something happened this morning that really put it in my head. And I, when I get something like that in my head, I have to kind of 
articulate my way through it in my brain and um and then talk about it and since no one else likes talking to me i will talk to you but it is about death and life a person that i know lost two people very close to him in, in a short range of time and one of them was last night and he talked about that uh with a group of people we were at dinner with well not dinner breakfast i guess anyway um it really makes you look at your life when someone close to you dies and i'm going to talk about that so first i got i think i might only have one more thing in stupid stuff so uh i'll do that right now and that's this um in what way do tv remotes die uh, batteries die that was terrible again what is wrong with me but how do the batteries in a remote control for a TV die? They don't seem like they just die all at once. Like at 6 o'clock in the morning, I was able to turn the TV on and select the channel using the controller. And then at 8 o'clock, I couldn't. It doesn't work like that. It's like over the slow process of using it, it starts to not be function the way it ought to function. Like, and we do crazy things thinking that that's going to be what, like squirts more energy out of the remote at the TV. Like we push the button harder or push it more times or get it up at an angle where you think maybe the eye's not catching it. I do that. I have to think that's the battery dying. But I don't get it. I don't get why it works sometimes, sort of. Um, like when a fire goes out, fire goes out. Anyway, that was stupid. Like I promised. Um, I'm going to give a quick shout out to Milky. Um, Milky, how are you doing? I thought nothing less. Well, so we will take a quick break and I'll be right back with some lifey stuff. Hello and welcome back to Sam Walking in the World, episode three of the season two. Um, I'll get right to my lifey stuff. Um, and I, I promise I'm not going to like forever ad nauseum talk about COVID and the vaccine. But as long as it is something that's going on, like today, in fact, the CDC finally specifically named teachers um, in terms of lifting mask requirements. They've been saying people and businesses, and now they said teachers. I think that gives you okay for states to say, oh, okay, and then cities will follow suit. Private schools probably will be able to do it sooner, so hopefully I'll be in the clear. And that's all I ever wanted was to teach without a mask on. And, and they, um, now everyone is kind of admitting what a pain it was, how bad it was. Like, cause we're on the verge of deciding now, like, do we see the school year's coming up? What are we going to do? Do we tell these people they have to keep wearing masks or not? And they were like, well, you know, maybe we better not. And then they all of a sudden embodied all of the reasons why masks are, are distracting and intrusive in a classroom especially on the teacher. But I guess that didn't matter before. We found out way long ago, though, that once you're vaccinated, you're okay. Nothing's changed. Still that. Except other people have been vaccinated. I'm so tired of hearing that. I had to wait till more people are vaccinated. It doesn't make a difference to the vaccinated. I want to make that clear as we all reflect on this. That long period of time between we knew and we did something. But anyway, I'm starting to get upset. But this is the crazy thing that I hear people say now. Because they're, now they're saying everyone must get vaccinated. 
Uh, I remember when Kamala Harris said she wouldn't, if it was the Trump vaccine, she wouldn't. Now, everyone must. Biden recently said they're going to be knocking on doors trying to get people to do it. Can you imagine if the NRA was knocking on doors? Anyway, can't help myself. Now they're saying this because they want you to take the vaccine. They're saying you must take the vaccine because otherwise you might give me COVID even though I've been vaccinated. Because you can still carry it. So you might still give it to me if you don't, have, if you're not vaccinated. I'm thinking to myself, what in the name of God are they thinking? I have a question. If the vaccine doesn't protect you from COVID, why is it so critical that I take it? Now, I've already taken it. I'm speaking from the perspective of a person who is unvaccinated for whatever reason. Why is it so important that I take it if it doesn't work for you? And you're suggesting it doesn't work for you because you need me to get vaccinated. Otherwise, you might get COVID, even though you've been vaccinated. Can you follow me around the circle? It's like acid on my mind, things like that. Also, why weren't you wearing a, why aren't you wearing a mask anymore? I think of that when I see people. I'm like, why? I noticed you dropped the mask. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why? Oh, well, you know, I'm vaccinated and uh, you know. I was vaccinated for a long time and I had to keep on wearing a mask. What did you recently use as your, you know, means of decide? Oh no, uh, and you know what it comes down to? Other people said I could. It's nuts. Anyway, wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. I don't care. All I ever wanted was for you to not tell me to wear one and pay me while I teach without one on instead of trying to fire me. Okay. I'm like probably a little bit too information, too much information there, but I'm happy anyway. Um, okay. So I talked about boredom, summer vacation. Okay. Um, initial energy. It takes work to get momentum going. I think it's one of Newton's laws. And it is. I don't know which one. I don't care to show you. I know it. But the point is, if it's if something isn't moving, something has to happen to it. Energy. In order for it to move. And that's the same of the productivity of your day or your life. Mine. And... It's funny how you do it. And here's the thing. Because I've, I've had friends who've, who've kind of resorted to starting it artificially. I've done it myself. Where you don't really put in energy. You kind of either convince yourself that you did or you borrow energy from somebody else. In which case, you know that the task isn't yours. The momentum isn't yours. Earned. It was someone else's. Which has an effect on you too over time. It has an effect on me. But, you know, like a drug or power or anger or something, instead of just saying, I'm going to decide to start this ball rolling and I'm going to push it now, whether it's getting the lawnmower out of the garage or making the phone call to somebody you have to tell something to, running, going off for exercise, whatever it is, studying. Um, but you got to get that initial energy going. I get, it's kind of like uh, you have to earn the energy back. Sort of like uh, a good analogy, I think, is like uh, surfing. Like 
you can't just ride the wave. I mean, you know what though? They cheat. They use those, uh, those like jet skis and they pull people out back behind the breakers and then they move up to the breakers and surf. I think that's cheating. I think like the people in Hawaii would probably look down on that. I think they would think you have to paddle out over all the waves coming in to get to the big breakers in order to enjoy the energy that's created from that distance with a wave. All right, again, I went way too far to detail on an analogy, but I do that. But my brain is like hungry all the time. This is, this is a good one. You'll get this one. My brain is hungry all the time, but my heart isn't always in it. You know, my my brain is like a fickle toddler, right? It's It's always hungry, but it turns its nose up at good stuff and like only wants candy. I don't know if that helps understand. Um, all right, I'm going to take a quick break. When I get back, um, I'm going to talk about, I had a different larger thing in mind, but I'm going to talk about the thing I was mentioning earlier about death. And I'll do that right after I get back from this. Thanks for listening, by the way. Welcome back to Sam Walking in the World, um, episode three of season two. Now, I don't know why I do that. I, maybe I'm just going to drop that. Anyway. I'm going to talk about larger things. And um, I mentioned in the intro that I talked to a guy this morning. He's probably about 35. Um, his mother died uh, of a disease. It was probably cancer. I'm not even sure. But something that he you know, had to see her die of kind of over time. And his brother died last night from an overdose. And uh, a lot of people are dying of fentanyl overdose. Um, yep. But he was very close to his brother. And, uh, obviously he was close to his mother. She died about, I think, about six months ago. Somewhere in there. And then, and then another death recently. And it just got me thinking. I think I know exactly what people hate about it. What I hate about it. First, let me say this. Like I've always said before, fear is usually, for me, the emotion underneath all of it and all the layers are, of other things are peeled away. Shame, anger, and guilt, and all that. Underneath is fear. And uh, for me, number one fear is fear of death. I think it ought to be for everybody, but not in the way you might be thinking. Uh, and I know I've talked about this before, but too bad. It's worth thinking about every single day you are alive. Um is that when people, like, for example, when this guy's family died, they weren't close to me at all. It just kind of got me thinking about the idea. And, of course, whenever you, people say thinking about the idea, they think about their own. They think about the people close to them first, and then their own life. And I think the reason why the closer it gets to me, the more I don't like it, is, for one, I know those people very well, and I love them. And I want them to be around. But two is that the, when, when people closer to me are dying, it's getting closer to the fact that I'm going to die. And I hate thinking about that. I used to hate thinking about that. I wouldn't say I love thinking about it, but it's a, a necessary item on my desktop. No matter what else I'm doing on my computer, if you know what I mean. And here's why. When, when people have to contemplate 
the death of loved ones and and then in turn their own makes them realize that this life is finite. Now our consciousness doesn't want that. Some people I've heard say that that um, our our need to believe in an afterlife is um, a, an offshoot of an animal's desire to survive wants what it has right now to continue we want what we have right now to continue some people have suggested that it's just the next evolutionary step in survival is wanting your your life your consciousness not to end that trumps every fear and if you don't admit it you're lying and so, it, it, but the good news is it makes me think that, it makes me think that I have to, on a daily basis, ask myself this question. Do I believe there's a God or not? Now, I've seen enough and felt enough, and there are questions that are unanswered to me, like how everything began, how life began. Where? How did this place come to be? You know, so instinctively, a creator makes sense to me. So I kind of got my foot in the door. And I'm asking myself, do I believe there's a God or not? And now, I'm a rational person, and logic works really good for me. Which I also think is a creation of God, by the way. Math and logic and all that. Because we discovered that. We did not invent that. And it is universal. But anyway, I'm a logical person. And um, I've heard this said, and I love it. It's one of my favorite things If you're when, when talking about God, and that is this. Mathematically, either God is everything or God is nothing. There's no in-between. Because if it's a God, that means it's beyond and above all of our stuff. Our stuff. People say R, A-R-E, instead of our, O-U-R. Actually, I don't hate it. I don't even know why I stopped talking about that. Um, I forgot exactly what I was saying, but I know I was talking about the math of it, God is or God isn't. Because, oh, that's what I was saying. Once you, you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to play in this area over here in my mind right now and say God is. As soon as you say that, by definition... You acknowledge a power beyond our ability to understand, grasp, certainly not know any of the details about it. But what we do know is that it is above and beyond all of what we have, which means it is, as far as we're concerned, everything. If there's no God, which I have difficulty pushing that button, uh, because of the things I mentioned. But if there's no God, well, then it doesn't matter anyway. Because in f a thousand years, if the planet's still here, no one's going to give a crap or even know anything about anybody who died. These people in this guy's life who died, they'll just be specks of sand in a meaningless world. And I just don't believe that I can't get myself, and I, I've, I'll actually try to believe it, to believe that this universe came of nothing, means nothing, and goes nowhere. I just, just can't believe it. 
So when people die, I have to, I have to ask myself, is there, isn't there a God? Because I can't just let myself push the question onto the back burner because it's there. It's real. We hate to admit it's real. That's why when it gets closer to our life, we're like, shit, I don't want to think about that. Sorry for cursing. Um, so I, I end up having to tell myself I'm making a decision now to believe that this is the way it is. And I almost feel it. If you're, if you're an honest person and you're quiet and still, and you just let yourself think and feel whatever you're gonna, you're, you're kind of soul, I guess, but your mind sorts it out and you know what the right thing to do is. Even if you think you know what the right thing to do is wholeheartedly and you end up being wrong, that's just a mistake. It doesn't mean that you were following what it was you felt when you're honest. So it forces me to that spot. I got to get honest. Got to ask myself. Because then it becomes joyous. And, and the fact that we have this life almost starts to seem like it's long. Because I get to be in every minute of it. Why wouldn't I want to be in the middle of all of it if it all means something? Because all of it means something or nothing does. People that don't believe in God and gripe about the finiteness of their life are just sore losers. Come on the winning team. All right, now I'm really preaching, and I'm sorry about that. But I, to my thinking, whenever I enter this loop, it always ends up right there. Like it's some, God is like the... The fraction in lowest terms. And I love that. You know, it wouldn't be the same if we were just given an answer. Because we want an answer to that. So today, I'm going to try to be aware of what I'm doing, knowing that, that there is a God as I see it. It hasn't let me down. It, whatever it is, hasn't let me down. So, and the best thing for me is, and, and I recommend this too, is go find somebody else. That's how you find God. will jump out of the bushes. Go start helping somebody else with something. Not just to get it done, but to help them. Make them feel a little easier, a little better, a little lighter. I promise you, he's hiding in the bushes. And that's the end of this sermon. Um, but I really felt that pretty strongly so i wanted to share it thank you as always for listening um i really am grateful that you're listening no matter how few of you there are or or how many i'm not saying uh, but uh i'm not sure how frequently i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do it when it feels like it's the thing i'm supposed to do next so until then have a good day